hectic. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. morning happy thursday to you welcome into the program happy leap day if it's uh if you are a leap year baby if you're a february 29th birthday happy birthday to you it's funny because a friend of mine posted that she took a seven-year-old out to the bar last night for a drink and i was like what but it was just because it was somebody who was a leap year baby so they're actually 28. So I guess that's okay. But it is a windy day. If you are just starting out and waking up, you're probably hearing the wind blowing against the house. I can tell you that it was uh, not easy getting in here this morning, carrying stuff out of the house and trying to fight it from blowing away, from blowing out of my hands. And I wear a hat in the morning. Actually, kind of all the time. I'm not, I was never really a hat person, but over the last couple of years, I've, I've become more of a hat person. And so I typically, you know, I wear a leather jacket in the wintertime, so I have a leather, like, scally cap that I wear with it. Walked out of the house, blew off my head. Just got out of the car to walk into the station, blew off my head. So that's the kind of wind we're dealing with this morning. But other than that, it's clear. It's uh, it's chilly because of the wind, but it's not too bad out there. So if you are heading out, you know you probably need a sweater or a sweatshirt today. Definitely a heavy jacket, but just be careful that your hat doesn't blow away like mine did. Thankfully, I was able to chase it down. Then you gotta, you know, dust it all off and make sure you didn't pick up anything from the street. So later on today, we're going to be joined. Uh, by someone from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts to talk about the Medicare open enrollment period. You might not be aware because we make such a big deal about healthcare open enrollment being at the end of the year. You might not be aware that Medicare open enrollment is going through March 31st. And nearly one-fifth of Massachusetts residents are eligible for Medicare coverage. So we're going to talk about who is eligible. We're going to talk about some of the changes to Medicare. And we're going to talk about how you can get involved and get signed up if you are qualified for it. Or to find out if you are qualified for it. So that will be coming up later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Until then, of course, 508-996-0500. And you can always send app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. I thought it was a very interesting conversation yesterday that uh, Senator Mark Montigny had with with Chris McCarthy on South Coast Now. 
talking about the redevelopment of New Bedford State Pier, which, if you remember, in 2022, late 2022, so, you know, it was like December 22nd or something. It was pretty late in the year. But the selection was announced of who was going to be the developer of State Pier. And it was a group that was going to be building restaurants and retail space and all kinds of things, which is the plan. That's what's in, in the law for the redevelopment of State Pier. The law that Senator Montigny wrote. But the problem was not with the people who were involved, but with the process by which it was done. Senator Montigny and the state reps felt like it was done in, you know, not in public view and that the public didn't have an adequate chance for input. And so it turned out that they redid the process in a more, with a target of doing it in a more open manner. Those bids, those requests for proposals closed yesterday. And so now they have that slate of people who are interested, of uh, investors who are interested. And so Senator Montigny's plan, as part of wanting to have it be as public and as transparent as possible, is he wants each of the bidders, each of the stakeholders, to come into WBSM to sit down with Chris McCarthy to answer Chris's questions to take your phone calls and your questions and to have it all aired out publicly so that the citizens know who is planning what and we'll have a chance for some input in that regard. I think it's a great idea. I think it'll be interesting to hear some of the nuanced differences between one proposal to the other because, again... It's written in the state law what types of businesses and, and, and features should be going on state pier. A fish market, restaurant space, retail space. But it's how each developer plans to approach those things that I think makes a difference. So it'll be really interesting to hear that. He said that as of yesterday, he knew that he had had a commitment from at least one of those bidders to come in and sit down with Chris. Now, I don't know how many folks are going to be bidding for this. I don't know how many entities there will be. But it could be a handful. It could be a few. It could be many. It's a big task, but it's not, how can I put this? It's not every company's forte to do something like this. Some might just look at some of the challenges and say, you know what? We're going to, we're going to move, we're going to look at a different project instead. But whoever does have the winning proposal and gets to do this, this is going to be a huge feather in their cap. 
this is going to be something that when you look back at it, you say, wow, look at that transformation. And then they get to use that as, you know, their calling card for future proposals for other development jobs where they can say, look what we did in New Bedford on the state pier. So I don't know how that weighs out in the minds of some of these developers. The bottom line is, when I hear Senator Montigny talk about the development of State Pier, when I hear Mayor Mitchell talk about it, when I saw the, or heard about the plans of what was planned by the group that had previously been selected, and I started envisioning that in my mind, I think, yeah, that's a really, I want to see that happen. That's a really cool idea. And as someone who has only been around New Bedford for the past 25 years or so, I was really interested in hearing Senator Montigny talking yesterday about the the steps that were involved in getting to this point, in getting to the point where they could start preparing for the redevelopment of State Pier, about how they had to revitalize the downtown. Now, by the time I started hanging around here, that had already happened. You know, I didn't, I never knew the Zaitarian as a, as a shuttered building. I never knew the downtown as a desolate place with barely any reason to go down. I didn't know Route 18 as a road that people would be afraid to traverse, afraid to cross to get to State Pier. But he described in depth, and you can hear it on the podcast, and it's in the story at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. You can hear about the steps that were taken to, to totally change the way people perceived that area. And that the same thing will happen with State Pier. So I'm, I'm excited about it, but I also know it's going to be a long process. It's, it's not like they're going to select somebody in the next few months and then, you know, we're, we're all going there this summer. But it's getting closer. And they won't have any problem, I don't think getting people to come down and explore it. And, and, and it, it may be something that draws more people into the city. Think about it like this, right? People come to the city to go to Cisco. People come to the city to go to Black Whale. People like having these oceanfront dining experiences. And then they're going to come down and say, oh, well, we can walk on the pier. We can go to, we can bring home some fish from the fish market. We can shop in some of the shops. Like, I think you will see that become a destination point that leads to those folks that came for that going to other places as opposed to they come here for other things and then wander their way down there. So let me know how you feel about that. 508-996-0500. Do you think that this is the best way 
to have an open public process. Now, Senator Montigny did say bringing these bidders on the radio was not the only way they were going to do this. There's other means that they will do, you know, other other um, avenues to make sure that the, the process is public. The, um, the meetings that will be held where people can give their input. Senator Montigny mentioned having committee hearings. And I know people will say, well, not everybody listens to WBSM. Of course, we understand that. But the other part of it is we have the ability with the podcast to have this audio available. So even if someone is not a WBSM listener, but they're interested in finding out about these bidders and, and, and their proposals, there will be podcast links that they can just click on and listen. And much like when a political candidate comes in to campaign on the radio, you're, you're going to hear them give their statement. You're going to hear them give their vision. But then also hear them being questioned not only by the host, but by the callers as well. And even though you might not be one of those listeners and one of those callers, they might represent the same questions and, and mindset that you have about it. I mean, I'm talking, of course, to WBSM listeners right now, so you get it. But I think just because it happens on the radio, you know, the, day, the days are gone where just because it happens on the radio is only for that radio audience. That audio lives on in different ways now. I know for a fact there are people who listen to, you know, Jack Blaine's appearances here on WBSM that don't want to listen to the station the rest of the time. And that's fine. I'm not trying to convert you to be a listener. I'd love it if you were. But I just want to make sure that you get that information and that discussion one way or the other. So I think it's a good idea. I think we can utilize these airwaves. And that's, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather do that. I'd much rather be focusing on those local things that we can make a difference on than to sit here and talk about the presidential campaign for the next nine months. Because all you're doing in that case is venting, which is fine. And you need a place for that too. And we're happy to be that for you. But when it comes to things like this, like a multi-million dollar tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of redevelopment of State Pier that will change the city for decades to come is something that we can have a direct impact on with our voice as we are hearing these proposals being made. And that's what excites me about being on the radio. That's why I always say when people get so worked up about my opinions about things, oh, what are they doing putting somebody as liberal as you on the radio? Who cares? What difference does it make? Is is somebody going to vote 
against Donald Trump because I said to vote against Donald Trump? No, nobody listens to me to that level. But does somebody listen to the show and hear about something going on locally and say, well, wait a minute, I didn't know about that. Hold on now. And that's that's the big difference. And that's why, you know, we like to call ourselves live and local because that's where we are. And that's where we can make a difference. There's been a lot of things that you, the audience, has been able to affect because of being able to sound off on it. And this is this is why I think it's an it's a good idea to include on-air radio discussion as part of the transparency of this project. And I say that not because I'm like, oh, well, this is going to get us great ratings. This is a, No, it's not what it's about. Because the people who aren't interested in that topic at all are going to tune out. And that may be many. But the people who really care about the way that New Bedford will move forward need to hear that information. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to see how many people, how many entities actually bid and how many of them are willing to step forward. And as Senator Montigny said, he has one already that has committed. And I think if you have one do it, that's going to you know, kind of compel the others to do it as well. So it just takes getting that first person. Same thing with phone calls every morning. It just takes one person to call in and then the floodgates can open. And that person can be you. 508-996-0500. But right now, I'm going to take my first break of the morning. Back to life. Back to reality. Back to life. Back to reality. Back to life. Back to reality. Back to the here and now. Yeah. Show me how to decide what you want from me. Tell me maybe I could be there for you. Uh, my last cooking job, my boss, every Monday morning was uh, famous for saying, at some point in the first hour of us working, back to reality. And so I would say, back to life. But he, he didn't get it. I'd take a couple of wire whisks and start like banging out the, the drum beat on it. And he, he had no idea. He did not know that song. Uh, so coming up after the news... I'm going to update you on a story that we talked about yesterday. The Cary Mansion, the fire that was that was uh, happening, and, I, and there was a criminal investigation. This is one of the Newport mansions. Seaview Terrace, it's also known as. And the police announced that there was a criminal investigation going on into it. And I said, well, it must be arson, but turns out there's a little bit more crime associated with that. It's a, It's kind of a wacky story. So... We'll get into that as well. But right now, take it away, Phil Devitt, with all of your news of the day. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Both President Biden and former President Trump will visit the U.S.-Mexico border today. The president meeting with Border Patrol agents and local leaders in Brownsville, Texas. Donald Trump, meanwhile, will deliver remarks in Eagle Pass, Texas. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will be grilled in a congressional hearing 
hearing today over his decision to not tell the president about his recent surgery. Austin had prostate surgery in January and failed to tell President Biden or the Pentagon for several days. The retired four-star Army general has apologized for how he handled the matter. Austin will face questions from the Republican-led House Armed Services Committee. A federal bill protecting in vitro fertilization was blocked by Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi, who said the bill would legalize human cloning and gene-edited designer babies, among other things. Earlier this month, the Alabama Supreme Court declared that frozen embryos are children. Russian President Vladimir Putin is delivering his State of the Nation address to Russia's Houses of Parliament today. Mark Mayfield with more. The speech at the Federal Assembly will be delivered to about 1,000 Russian lawmakers and officials. Putin said last week that the speech will set Russia's goals for the next six years and will take into account the internal political calendar. The Russian leader is expected to win next month's presidential election as he's facing no opposition. I'm Mark Mayfield. After eight attempts at establishing an IV, the planned execution of a convicted killer in Idaho was stopped Wednesday. Thomas Creech was convicted of five murders in three states and also killed an inmate which led to the death sentence. The stars of Curb Your Enthusiasm are remembering the late, great Richard Lewis. The comedian died Tuesday of a heart attack. His most recent role was on the hit Larry David comedy show, now in its final season. And on Wednesday, David called Lewis the funniest person, adding that he was like a brother to him. Richard Lewis was 76 years old. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says the electric automaker plans to start shipping its Roadster sports car next year. In a series of posts on X Wednesday, Musk said the design was a collaboration between Tesla and his rocket company, SpaceX. And every four years, we add an extra day to make up for Earth's rotation. Bree Tennis with Leap Day Details. NASA says it's not 365 days. The Earth's rotation takes 365.24. And there's a lot to celebrate. It's Superman's birthday. There are special cocktails. And it's the reason there's a Sadie Hawkins Day, where the girls ask out the boys. Scottish legend says if a woman proposes to a man on Leap Day and he says no, he has to pay a fine. Seems like a career side hustle for women. I'm Bree Tennis. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Red Sox in spring training today with the Detroit Tigers. That game at 1. The Boston Bruins host the Vegas Golden Knights at 7. And the Boston Celtics host the Dallas Mavericks Friday night. Now, let's check your forecast with ABC6. This morning's going to be mostly sunny, but it's going to be blustery and very cold. Temperatures today are going to be struggling in the 30s, and with the wind, of course, it's going to feel like the teens for much of the day. For tonight, mainly clear and still cold, you're low near 23. And Friday, we'll see a return to full sunshine and a high of 44. So seasonable temperatures come back, rain arrives for the weekend. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. I do want to talk a little bit about Richard Lewis. Uh, you just heard Phil mention his passing there uh, in the news. But before we do that, I had mentioned before the news this. Uh, people still do that. I was just looking. I have Channel 12 on here in the studio on the TV. And they're interviewing a you know man on the street about something that happened. Uh, oh, the North Attleboro um, mill building that's going to be falling down. And they, they've actually closed down the road because it's uh, it's considered too dangerous. But this guy's standing there, like, with, with a Bluetooth headset on. And he's, you know, they're interviewing him, and he's got the Bluetooth thing in his ear. I didn't know people still did that. Anyway, so yesterday we talked about the Cary Mansion, a.k.a. Seaview Terrace, being, uh, you know, having a fire, and that there were criminal charges... A criminal investigation, rather, that was happening in relation to that. Well, turns out for good reason, WPRI reports a 25-year-old Newport man is facing a slew of charges after a fire broke out at the Cary Mansion property. Uh, police were called to the area of Belleville Avenue around 12.15 a.m. Wednesday for reported carjacking. The victim told police that the man pointed the bolt of a spear gun at her and ordered her out of her car and then drove off. The stolen vehicle was found with heavy front-end damage in the area of Wickham and Brenton Roads. The suspect, Foster Krupa, was also there, and police said two officers were injured while trying to arrest him. At the same time, firefighters responded to 207 Ruggles Avenue and found several fires in the basement of the building. After the fires were put out, the city fire marshal determined there was evidence of arson. Police allege Krupa was responsible for setting the fires as well as vandalizing several vehicles in a parking lot on Ruggles Avenue. So now he's facing multiple charges. Several felonies including robbery, arson, breaking and entering, larceny over $1,500 and two counts of felony assault. And then misdemeanor charges including five counts of vandalism, two counts of simple assault, resisting arrest and duty to stop in an accident involving a motor vehicle. Now, Krupa's originally from New Jersey and has been living in Newport for about a year. And he's been ordered held without bail. So it sounds like, if I've got the timeline right here, he set fires in the basement of the Cary Mansion, which is privately owned. It's not like it's one of those um, mansions that you can go in and tour. It's privately owned. So he set fires in the basement of the mansion. Apparently damaged vehicles in a parking lot. Who knows when that happened? And then, I guess to try to get away from the scene, attempted to carjack, or actually did carjack this woman using a spear gun. What? What? Just this sounds like a person that has problems, and I I try my very best to be understanding of people that are having mental challenges or emotional challenges but we can't really abide by those challenges manifesting themselves in criminal behavior I mean could you imagine somebody pointing a spear gun at you I, I mean I, I, I guess 
I don't want to be in this position. But would you rather have somebody pointing, say, a, a nine millimeter handgun at you or a spear gun at you if you knew that they were going to fire? I think most people would probably rather just have it be done with and have a spear put through them. But I don't know. That's that's up for you to decide. But still. So I try to be understanding when somebody obviously has problems, but this is just too much. The interesting thing is as I'm looking in those counts, I like that's 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 a lot to stem from from one incident here or, you know, a couple of incidents tied into one event, I'm, I'm going to guess, it doesn't say anything, but I'm going to guess that this guy has a, a criminal record. That this isn't the first time that he's done something like this. But still, for those of you who are wondering, when we were talking about the fire at the mansion and said, well, criminal investigation, sure, arson... But it turns out to be, I guess, so much more than that. 508-996-0500. I had also mentioned that I wanted to, to, to say something about Richard Lewis's passing. I think for a lot of people, they remember him. They recognize him. They know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Or a lot of folks probably know him from Robin Hood Men in Tights when he was Prince John. I have a mole. So I think that's where most people probably remember him. But I first encountered him on his HBO specials when I was a kid. When I, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't comedy that a kid couldn't watch. I don't think. So I was always my parents were not very restrictive in what I could watch. Anyway, like I watched Delirious. I watched Raw, the Eddie Murphy Raw, not Monday Night Raw. Although I watched that too. But I was very much into stand-up comedy, so I would watch a lot of those HBO specials. You know, and as an as a 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old kid, you loved Robin Williams, Rodney Dangerfield, Bobcat. You know, these are, these are the people that I would have said, if you asked me back in those days, like, who's your favorite comedian? But Richard Lewis was always, to me, kind of the first neurotic comedian that I saw, you know, I didn't grow up watching Woody Allen movies or even knowing much about Woody Allen. I was aware of who he was, but I, as for most kids, when it comes to things like that, my, what I knew about him was people's impressions of him. So to me, Richard Lewis was like the first neurotic comedian that I watched. And he ended up getting a, a TV show with Jamie Lee Curtis on ABC, I think it started in 89, called Anything But Love. And on the surface, it sounded like something that a you know an 11-year-old kid wouldn't have cared about. It's a show about two people that have a meet-cute and then work together and spend years fighting the fact that they're meant for each other. But I used to watch it because I think it was on like after Doogie Howser or something. And it was funny enough, but I always just wanted to see the Richard Lewis jokes. 
But I, I also want to bring up something that I think most people have probably forgotten. Richard Lewis also had a very brief time as a pitch man for a juice product called Boku. It was an adult juice box. No straw. You peeled back the little pull tab on it and drank right out of the box. But man, Boku were delicious. I loved Boku. The white grape. I think it was white grape raspberry. And I was looking up Boku because I was like, man, I haven't seen those in forever. I was shocked to find out they stuck around until like 2003. Boku had more than a decade in the marketplace. I, I wouldn't have suspected it lasted more than a few years because I, I never saw it again. But my dad would buy them as, you know, the, the little kids had their juice boxes and he would buy them for me and I just thought they were great. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? I am okay. Got a little pain still in the back area. Took it easy over the weekend, but um, then I had to do a whole bunch of stuff since, right? Yeah, so that'll, that'll said, flare it up. I, oh, I know, I know. But you know what? I got to have groceries, right? Mm-hmm. Actually... Um, because I wanted to, my brother, my stepbrother asked me to make my, I call it a Cadbury soup. Um, he wanted me to make that. It's got the portobello mushrooms, the cabbage I cut up really small. He hates cabbage. He hates mushrooms, but he loves the portobello. I turn him on to that and he'll eat the cabbage. Um, because portobello mushrooms give such flavor. You know that as a cook. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of people will have that instead of meat. Like they'll have a portobello burger. Right. Honest to God, I do too. I, I barely ever eat red meat. Um, I, I put it in my chili though, and he loves that too. So I've turned him on to um, a lot of great vegetables because he's not a great vegetable eater. Now I know he's sleeping because he worked late last night. So I'm going to tell you, I'm moving. I'm hoping the real estate agent that I reached out to and talked with a couple of times yesterday, she called me back. I'm hoping I can move to Plymouth. Um, because he's got an enlarged heart and it's gotten even too, he, he can barely, ugh, he can't breathe. Like he's having a problem breathing. And I'm like, because you, you've got to get up and move. You, you know, I'm with this job. He's sitting in the car, right? He's a livery person. Um, he does all the Boston runs to get to the airport and stuff. Um, so, anyways, so I, if I, you're, I, you're looking to move to Plymouth, that's, that's, that's quite a difference between here and there. Yeah, well, I used to live there. The woman, the house I lived in, she wanted to sell it because she made the house. She split it once. I, it's the oldest house in Plymouth. Um, and I live, I got the, you know, privilege of living there. Um, where, whereabouts is it? It's, that was, okay, so I, I got to be able to try. Um, no, 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 yeah, don't, don't worry about it. If, it, if it's not something you can. It's on South Street. It's on South Street. And uh, it's at the end, near the end of South Street. And it used to have 1600 on it. And it had a chimney. Does that ring a bell for you? Because I know you lived in Plymouth. I, I looked at, a few years ago, I looked at um, a place that was from, um, I'm trying to think of what year it was. But it, at one point, it was a post office. It's, it's, it was closer to Manomet. But it was um, it was pretty oh, yeah, it, no. was, it was pretty old. And I 
like I really wasn't looking to buy a house, but I was like, maybe, maybe this one because of how cool it was, but the floors were falling apart. Like if I, if I lived in that house, I would have fallen through the floor at one point. Oh yeah. No, this is literally on South street near the end of the South street. I think it's, um, it's on the right side. If you're coming in from the, mentioning the post office, the library, Okay. you know, Mm -hmm. right. So just keep going straight towards like you want to get to downtown. So you just follow South Street straight down. It's like the fourth house on your right. But so these elderly people moved in and they slipped on the steps. Then they wanted to sew her. And she said, you know what? And she, she lives in uh, Maine now, uh, right from um, France. She literally is from France. And um, anyway, so the, she said, no, I'm, I'm going to sell the property. I, I, I can't stand the fact that how much money I'm getting sued for. And she loved me as a tenant. She loved me. Yeah, and, well, um, you know how that goes. I, I only got about a minute here before I get to take a break. Okay, so, so real quick. Um, yesterday, I just want, I want to tell Colleen. Uh, Colleen, um, you could tell how much she cares about her sister, and I hope they do find out what's wrong. I enjoy when she calls in. I really do. She's got such neat stories. But obviously that, you know, her sister is not nice. So anyways, I'm. I, I, I'm waiting to find out. And then there'll be a bus where I'm going to be living. Um, it's a brand new high rise. If she stays in my price range, I'm going to do it because I'm the best. Don't come down here where I live. Yeah. And anyway, that's it. And, and, um, there is bed bugs. <laughs> Lamone, if you're listening, there is bed bugs. No, but he knows, he knows the places where there aren't any. No, but anyway, he, he knows the good going. places. You, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to go with him. Oh no! I definitely want to meet him and go. I mean, he's like old school. I think like me. I I think he's in my age. He might be ten years older than me, but um, yes, I would love to meet him. Not to have a hookup, but I would love to be. And I know I he's not I, like I can't, that. I can't guarantee what Lamone's intentions are. I don't know. No, he's a gentleman. I can tell when he's on air. He's a gentleman, and he's very God fearing. I can tell. So I know he will respect me well, I'll, I'll, as much as I will respect him. And here's the last thing. I want to say I'm very proud of you because a lot of people go through depression when they lose an organ. And uh, because that's a part of your body, right? It makes you, and then it makes you so aware of how fragile life is. And um, I'm, I'm so proud of you, Tim, because you, you're a good spokesperson for showing that you can get up, you can go, and you, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're getting through it. And I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming you must have a little bit of depression. And I just hope that some, that you, if you no, do, you, I don't you, think so. No. Screw that kidney. <laughs> Deserve so to come funny. out. Traitor, well, it turned on me. That traitor, right? <laughs> That's how you look at it and say, I'm going to beat you down. So I want to tell you, though, um, I can't wait to talk about kidneys because, like I said, I have uh, my own issues um, and I'm nervous. And that's all. Thank you for letting me go on like this. All right. You have a great day. Oh, and can can you play some Bruno Mars? Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like to take requests because then everybody calls in and makes requests, and we're not a music station. Oh. But but maybe I'll sneak some in for you. Thank you so uh, much. Only only because uh, you know I I if I hear Uptown Funk, I got to start dancing, and I could use the exercise this morning. So <laughs> all right. Okay, you have a good day. Manny. <laughs> take You're it easy. Fine. And uh, 508-996-0500, I got to take a quick break and be right back. And it is going to be a bit of a chilly day. Uh, The wind is still out there. It's not as frequent of gusts, I'm noticing. 
by the trees as it was uh, on my way in here, but it's still, you know, you still want to make sure you're bundled up a little bit today. It's definitely going to be colder than it's been the last couple of days. And if you want to warm yourself up with something delicious to eat tonight, well, stop on by the butcher shop. Get yourself some celebrity pork chops. Get yourself some sirloin steak or maybe a tomahawk steak. Perhaps a prime rib. Some nice chicken breast. Whatever it is that you are in the mood for, they have it at the butcher shop. And you can get a nice, thick cut, thin sliced, however you prefer it. Eric and everyone over at the butcher shop will make sure that they get it prepared the way that you want it. He learned from the best. He learned from Joe, his dad. They make sure that they do everything the way that you want it. And they've got all kinds of great suggestions for how to prepare it, how to cook it. You know, it's it's okay to go out and grill on February 29th on Leap Day. It's okay to go out and grill. Just, uh, you know, don't stand out there in shorts and a t-shirt like you do in the summertime. But all of their great food goes good in the grill, in the oven, in the air fryer, whatever it may be. And, of course, if you don't have time to cook it, they've got great pre-made food for you as well. You can take home a meal, sit down, and have dinner ready to go. Just some of the great things they offer at the butcher shop, including all of your beer and wine needs. In their wine cellar, they have a cheese fridge with cheeses from all over the world. Some of the delicious baked goods that Maria makes and puts out, especially my favorite is the rice pudding. You've got to try the rice pudding. Not too sweet but just sweet enough. So check out the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. It is an old school neighborhood market right here in New Bedford, 123 Dartmouth Street. It is the butcher shop. Going to take one final break for the hour and we'll be right back. All right, that's going to do it for this hour.